Hey there, Pastor Mark Jordan here from Hope Church. Thank you for stopping by and welcome to our online ministry. While you're here, make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all the content that's released. And while you're online, visit us at our webpage at placeofhope.org. Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for Him. And we hope that this message today is helpful and inspiring for you as you continue to take your next step on your faith journey. Once again, thanks for visiting us and make sure to check us out at placeofhope.org. Good morning, Hope Church. How are we feeling today? Me too. I've never, I have, I have preached a few times in my life, not a whole bunch, I'm not that seasoned, but I'm more excited and more nervous at the same time to talk about something, because this is my bread and butter. This is how, this is like my day-to-day stuff, and uh, I'm super excited about it. Are you excited about it? If you didn't cheer, I will find you. Um, so, if you don't know who I am, my name is Christian Thrillkill. I have the best last name on the planet. Um, I am the worship leader here, and uh, I am engaged to my lovely fiance Morgan. And uh, I'm taking preaching side jobs to raise money for that wedding, because it's getting crazy, man. Um, that's not a joke at all. Um, but we're talking about prayer. This whole series has been about prayer. Um, we're on week five of five, I think. This is the last one. Um, and uh, we started off, well, I want to go over all these so we can see where we started and where we got to now. Started off with week one, which was guided prayer. And Pastor Brent, who's our youth pastor, um, gave that message. And we talked about... Um, the Lord's Prayer and how that was a guide and how we can sit as a community and pray together and we can repeat words, we can follow words, we can follow actions and we can pray together. It's guided. Week two was Pastor Marky Mark in the Fun Bunch and he talked about prayer resources um, or finding prayer cues. Um, anything throughout your day that reminds you, hey, I should talk to God or hey, I should read my Bible. Hey, I should put on my awesome worship playlist that I made for whatever occasion. Uh, week three was also Mark. He talked about breath prayer. is kind of coincides with what we're going to talk about today. It's just really simple nudges and nurges. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I had to pay him to say that, actually. Um, but it's taking moments to just reflect or just to breathe in. You breathe in God. You breathe in holy. You exhale the world. Um, just really simple stuff. Really, really not a lot of, um, I don't want to say commitment because that's the wrong word, but it's not a high stakes prayer, I guess. Um, I think today is a high stakes prayer. It can be. Um, and then last week, Daniel talked about meditative prayer or scriptural prayer, just kind of sitting and I think almost more listening than praying, than talking. Um, we talked about going through scripture and letting God speak through the word because it's always changing, it's always moving, it's always alive, it's always different. Um, that's what we talked about today. We're going to talk about conversational prayer. Does anyone want to guess what conversational prayer is? You just, the words. It's a prayer conversation. Um, this is my Webster de definition. 
and Webster. Uh, prayer in the form of dialogue or discussion or conversation. Um, it is my day-to-day. -day. This is how I pray 90% of the time. I did it right before I came on stage. I did it on the way here. I did it in the booth while my lovely worship team was practicing. Can we also give them a hand real quick? Because, because I am a control freak, and I was able to relinquish all my control to them because they are amazing people, amazing Christ followers, amazing musicians. So I am very thankful for them. Hi, Scott. Um, but um, they did. They did. Not a lot, but we'll talk about that later. Um, so that's what it is. Um, if I was to give examples of this, um, it would be examples that would probably make you not want to do it at first. Um, when I started really taking my faith seriously, I worked at a warehouse in uh, Lithia Springs. And uh, if you've ever worked in that industry, it's very hard to be a faith-based person there. Uh, it's a very not fun environment. But... I had just had this huge revelation in my life, this huge, like, oh, I, like, really need to get to know Jesus. This isn't just, like, a thing that I do, and I, like, hang a cross keychain on my keys and all that stuff. Um, so I would just talk um, out loud in front of everybody whenever I just felt like I needed to. And um, it, I, there's probably a few people that reported me. They're like, yo, this dude is crazy. He's hearing these voices. Um... But it's just dialogue with God, just conversation um, like you would converse with your friend, your spouse, um, your family, whatever it may be. Um, and God backs this up, that this is important. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Amen. Um, that sounds like a commandment to me. That sounds like an order, almost. Um, I think this is necessary. It's really, 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 really necessary. Because we've talked about Lord's Prayer. We've talked about meditating. We've talked about reading Scripture. And as much as we want to do all those things nonstop, we are creatures of habit. And we act like we don't have time for God all the time. I do it all the time. Um, this type of prayer, there's no, there's really no excuse. Um, and not that this is, you know, a chore for you, but there's no, there's, there's nothing or not as much fighting against you to be able to pray in this way. You smell what I'm stepping in? Yeah. Um, so God backs it up. We know it's important if God's talking about it. Um, technically that was Paul, but God through Paul. Um, we know it's important. It's even God's will. Um, but does anybody think this, this talking to God just simply is easy, even though it's simply? The answer is no. I don't think it's easy. I think it's, it can be kind of funky. It can be kind of weird. It's, prayer is such a... There's a lot of tangible things that make sense with a faith-based life, like trying to live right, trying to bear good fruit, trying to go where you're called. Um, but talking to something you can't see is kind of weird. It just is. Um, so it's, it's a little bit difficult. Um, I have two reasons specifically why it's difficult other than what we just talked about. I think we're natural skeptics. Um, 
if you, um, I don't use social media because of this, but um, Facebook, conspiracy theories, wow, that's crazy. I've gotten in real fights with my mother about this. Like, she's like, did you know that the world is ending tomorrow? And I'm like, April? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, we're natural skeptics. There's whole sects of the internet of shows, of media we consume, that is all about disproving things. And I'm going to get into a very embarrassing one right now. I was told David Powell will back me up on this. Yeah, come on. I'm not saying I don't believe it's true. But the more I think about the moon landing, I'm just not so sure. Preach up, brother. Preach up. I'm not sure. In night what was it 1962 isn't that when it happened? 69. We had we had, didn't have a we had to manually roll windows, but we sent a rocket to space and they played hot on the moon and came back on the first try. I don't know. I don't know if I really believe that that it's fake either, but I'm I'm questioning. I'm skepticizing. I trust you. I trust you. Um we try to poke holes in everything. History, science, anything that happens. Um, like I said, whole sex of, like, literally Facebook and Twitter are all, did you know that the moon isn't real? So, um, we're natural skeptics. It's all that kind of stuff. Um, and we, like I talked about earlier, we think it can be weird. I mean, it's, how many jokes do you hear about, like, somebody talking to voices in their head? That's what you're doing when you're praying. It's a voice. It may not be your own voice, but it's a voice in your head and you're talking to it. It seems weird. It's, it's kind of funky. So we have to combat these two things before we can really sit and really have moments and talk to God. Um, I like to think about this conversational prayer or just prayer in general. It's kind of like abstract art. Um, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to the average person. Um, it definitely didn't make sense to me at first. But you got to look at it for what it is and accept that it's different and try to find what you can in it. Make sense? Oh, I should say cool, cool. That's my thing. I haven't done this whole thing. When I say cool, cool, you say cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Um, we try to pick apart stuff. It seems weird. Um, but try to take it as it is. Try to take like abstract art. Try to be personable with it because it is funky. It's weird. Um, we, uh, we have some other ways to combat all this stuff, though. Um, more of apply than combat. Um, trying to take stuff like it's abstract art, trying to take it for what it is, find the beauty in it, accept that it's different, and dive into it. Um, but there's also, like, once you do that and you've got your mindset straight, you're like, all right, it's fine, it's different, and then you're like, ah. Hey, what's up? Like, it's, how do we get into that? How do we start that? So um, Ephesians, I think, talks about this. I think it doesn't talk about it, and it does talk about it. Isn't that crazy? Cool, cool. Let's watch. Ephesians 6, 13 through 18. It says, this is, bear with me, this is long. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel 
of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit. There's your praying without ceasing, conversational prayer. With all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Get it? Everybody understands, right? That's it. Now go home. No, um, that's, a, that's so much. Um, we're putting on breastplates made of ideas. Like, what is this talking about? I, I was looking around in a few translations where all this stuff, and the verse cited for conversational prayer was just the 18, which was praying at all times in the Spirit. Um, which, yeah, that applies. Um, but as I was trying to figure out, okay, God, we've got this topic. We've got this thing that I'm now, I understand how I do it, but how do I regurgitate this and maybe try to help people out and help to understand how this works? So I was messing around with some translations, and uh, I went to one, and it had this verse. It was pretty much the same. But then all this paragraph and passage above it was so much shorter. And I didn't give you that one because you need to read. Um, and I trust you. And you can do it. But it, all it said was truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than just words. That was the sum of all of that. All of the armor stuff, the translation I was looking into, it just said these things are more than just words. They're actions. These are applications. Um, and that stuck out super hard. I totally feel like this was a God moment and lead into this. So I was like, God, how do I apply this? How do, what is the technical process of applying this and having this relationship with you? And I was looking through and I changed it. And he said, these words are more than just words. And I was like, that works. I'll take it. Um, so truth, righteousness, peace, peace. Peace, faith, and salvation. Um, these are more than just words. These are actions. Um, especially in this dialogue prayer, this conversational prayer, this without ceasing, constant throughout the day. Um, and if it's still, still kind of funky sounding, you're like, okay, I'm going to talk in righteousness. Um, bear with me for a second here because I'm going to give you some examples. Uh, I've broken each of these down and kind of gave two synonyms of how I think this applies to your faith life or your real life or whatever. Um, so truth, I put honesty and authenticity. Um, just like you would interact with anybody that you call a close friend, family, spouse, um, honesty is important. Authenticity is important. You should be able to be yourself around your people, you know? And you shouldn't have to lie. You should be able to be honest about whatever you're going through. Um, I like to compare all these to real relationships I have. So I have a good friend named Brandon Winters. Um, he's my best man at my wedding. He's dope. Uh, love him. He drives too fast. Um, <laughs> Mama Phyllis. Um, I feel like almost, almost more than anybody else in my life, almost, I can be so blunt and blatantly honest with Brandon. I do not trust this man to not be friends with him. He knows too much. <laughs> he knows too much. Um, I have been so painfully authentic and honest with, with uh, this guy because he's one of my people. Um, 
In this same way, we should be with God. What are you going to hide from God? Nothing. Even if you think, like you hide it from yourself, what are you going to hide from God? He knows. Um, And God would much rather you be the person who he created than the person that you try to be. You feel cool, cool? Yeah. Um, Righteousness. I put accountability and intention. Um, A very wise man, uh, Paul Winters, once I've heard, I don't know if he came up with it, but um, he said, intention does not determine your destination. Direction does. Um, Very true. This is very true. Um, Your intention still does matter. These things matter. Because if you want to bear good fruit in your life, but the only reason you want to bear good fruit is to get a smoking hot wife, um, I don't think that's the right intention. I think that's not, that's not good. But um, also accountability. Um, you should have people that keep you accountable. Uh, no one likes being held accountable. It doesn't feel good ever. But I think if people don't hold you accountable, they're not really your friends. Um, I think of my friend Daniel. Daniel Barron, when I think of this, um, boy, are you going to get held accountable. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Daniel holds you, Daniel holds you accountable. And I, you know, you can joke and say like too much, but he, it's, I don't think it is. It is genuinely, if you're screwing up and it's something that's detrimental to your faith, you better believe Daniel's going to say something about it because he doesn't want to see you fall or fail. <clears throat> Um, an intention. That's something, Daniel runs our young adult Bible study, and that, that's something that we talk about often. I mean, why are we doing this thing? We're doing this thing, we're meeting, we're getting together. Are we doing it to have fun, or are we doing it to talk about Jesus? Um, it's, it's intention, constant accountability, and intention checking. It should be the same with God. God's going to hold you accountable. He's going to tell you when you mess up. Um, he's going to tell you when you do good, too. Um, this is necessary because if you had a God who didn't tell you what you did wrong or what you did right or how this could have gone differently or how that could have gone differently, that doesn't sound like a very personal God to me. That sounds like a uh, problem solver God, a cosmic vending machine that you can just pray to and he gives you stuff. Um, so yeah, accountability and intention. Next one's peace. Um, there's two parts of conversation. There's talking, and then there's listening. You hear that, youngsters? You have to listen, too, after you talk. Um, I wouldn't just go up to anybody and be like, hey, <clears throat> how are you doing? I am not doing great. Um, this is what's happening in my life. Goodbye. Um, nobody would talk to me. Nobody would be my friend. That's rude. Um, but peace, I have stillness and freedom. Um, I think the listening is where the stillness comes in. Uh, to have peace and to be able to talk to God, talk to your friends, and then be able to let them respond to you. Just be in a moment and listen, really hear what people have to say. I think this is absolutely necessary in any relationship. Um, and I, oh man, I'm such a good listener. I'm just kidding. Um, ha ha, I'm supposed to laugh. It's fine. Um, but freedom, I, I like freedom from distractions. Um, when you're listening or when you're having dialogue, um, it's not very easy for me as a person to focus, actually. 
Um, but your best, the best of your ability that you can to be able to free yourself from distractions when you need to listen to something that's serious or not serious. Um, I think of Pastor Brent Ritter when this happens. Um, he's a very wise man. He is. Um, Brent is very easy to listen to. Um, he has a lot of information, sometimes relevant, sometimes not, <laughs> that, he wants, that he wants to share. Um, and 99% of it is all going to be something that helps you. Um, I don't feel like me and uh, what we can tell you, we often get caught up during the week meeting and we talk and we just talk and we just go into whatever we're going into. Um, and there's mutual stillness there. There's freedom from whatever we may be dealing with that we can just listen to each other and see what we have to say. Um, cool, cool? Yeah. Uh, and then we got faith. Trust and belief. I think all three of these words are basically interchangeable. I think faith is trust. Trusting is believing. Believing is faith. Um, I think it all kind of goes cyclically. That's a good word. Um, I think of Pastor Mark when I think of this. Uh, very godly man. Very trustworthy man. I don't feel like I can ever have something on my heart and I can't tell Mark about it. I don't. Even though Mark's my boss, I don't care. I trust Mark. I believe that Mark is going to give me what God gives him to say back. I have faith that, um, that I can trust and believe in that relationship in that way. Um, I'll take that raise any minute. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, and then the last one is salvation. Uh, assurance and love. Both of these going hand in hand with your relationships in real life and in God. Um, <clears throat> having faith that God is who he says he is. He did what he said he did. He loves you like you say he loves you. Um, and having assurance that that love isn't going anywhere. Um, salvation is, it's signed, sealed, delivered. That's, what, that, that's it. He didn't save you-ish. You didn't get salvation-ish. You got saved. Um, you can talk to God about whatever. He knows what you're going to talk to him about anyway. Um, your salvation is secure in him. You're not going to surprise God. You're not going to catch him off guard. He's not going to go, oh, I need to take that saved card back. It's not going to happen. Um, he loves you. He died for you. The salvation is done. Signed, sealed, delivered. The person I think about in my life for this is Morgan, my fiance. Um, I have no doubt whether it's good or bad topic that at the end of this conversation with my fiance, that she's still going to love me. Um, I think that's genuinely why you start a life together. It's because you love each other. You feel like God has called you together. Um, I don't think any mistake I make that Morgan's love is going to cease from me. I don't feel that way. Um, I don't feel that way about God either. It doesn't matter what you've done. It matters on what you do next. Um, so these things, 
all of these topics, this is how you, I would say that you apply conversational prayer. You come to God as yourself. You say, God, it's me. I'm a bit of a screw up sometimes. I like this, 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 and that. And my favorite color is green. Like, God wants to know your honest, authentic self. He doesn't want your church self. He wants you to be your church self. Um, righteousness, knowing that, hey, God, I want to live like this. I know I've messed up in this way. I want to do this. Um, I did this today. I feel like this is what you called me to do. Talking to God about the fruit you're bearing in your life, about whatever's going on, absolutely necessary for any relationship. Having peace and letting God talk back to you. Hey, you did screw up on this. Hey, you did. This is, this is what I called you to do. Him affir affirming things over your life, that's where your peace comes in. Faith, that you can trust him, that he's real, that he did what he said he did, that he's not going to smite you at any minute. If God was going to smite you, he would have already done it. You wouldn't have made it a day. Um, and salvation that's the security of all of this is that you can be honest you can acknowledge your mess ups and he's still going to love you and he's still going to save you doesn't matter um, I'm comparing all this stuff to my friends and my soon to be spouse and my family my brothers in Christ my co-workers because you should talk to God like you talk to anybody. If it sounds weird, if you think it's weird, take it as it is and say, God, here I am. I want to get to know you. You don't have to God our Father every prayer. You can talk to him like he's your friend. Nine times out of ten, this is how I start a conversation with God. I like wake up, something happens, because something always happens. And I'm like, dude. Whoa. Um, that doesn't sound very formal to me. I don't know of a passage where dude is in the Bible. But um, that's me. God made me that way, and he wants me that way. Um, so moral of the story. I'm going to invite the band to come back up also. Um, my lovely band. Um, gosh, I love you. Um, <laughs> God is your friend. God's your father. God's your family. He is your family forever. He's not going anywhere. He knows you. So be you. Talk to God like he's somebody that matters. Um, and if people around you think you're crazy, they're crazy for not talking to God because it's, it's awesome. Um, you, can't, you can't depend on anyone else more. You can't uh, have more security. You can't have more comfort than talking to God, I don't think. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I love my church family. I love God. I love all you guys. Um, I say that we pray to God right now and all these awesome adjectives. Cool, cool? Let's do it. Dude. Um, God, we thank you for this day and we thank you that You've made all of us unique and who we are, and you've made us part of your life. You bought us back from something that nobody could buy us back from. Um, you, uh, you check us when we're wrong. You, uh, 
You want us to be good. You want us to do better, um, not because it's what we're supposed to do, but it's, it's how you live. You're the ultimate trendsetter, example setter. We want to be like you, Lord. So please give us righteousness. Let us take a moment to breathe you in and to just listen to whatever you have to say. Whether it's letting something go, picking something up, going where we're supposed to go, being who we're supposed to be. Um, I pray that we can have faith in who you are and what you've done. And uh, you've proven time and time again you're worthy, you're trustworthy. You are the man. Um, and you've saved us. You've not given us, given us a saved visa, like it's going to go expire. Uh, a saved MasterCard. You've given us a saved license. This is this is a license to expire, but that's not the point. This is about being <laughs> honest, and you have saved us. Um, it's not going anywhere. There's nothing we can do to get rid of you. Um, your love never stops. You never stop chasing us. So please keep doing it. Please keep loving us. And uh, we'll love you back, dude. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. We are glad that you stopped by. Again, we want to encourage you to visit us online at placeofhope.org. If you're in the Paulding County area there, you can get service times, directions, and information about all of our awesome activities for children, for students, and for adults. Again, Hope Church is on a mission to introduce people to Jesus and fuel their love for Him, and we hope to provide you the heart fuel you need to follow Jesus. Thanks again.